Chapter Thirty of The Lone Ranger Rides. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Lone Ranger Rides by Fran Stryker. Chapter Thirty, The Badge of a Ranger. Riding through the gap at Tonto's side, the Lone Ranger seemed lost in his thoughts. His mood was one of introspection. He had no desire for money. He never in the least desired to own land and large droves of livestock and make deals with other men. His silver mine would still remain unworked. Why, he wondered, should men want to make a trade that was to any other person's disadvantage? True, self-preservation was the first law of life but wild things of the forest interpreted that law of nature without greed or dishonesty. They lived by the rule of what was best for the greatest number. On the other hand, because men preyed on one another, should he turn his back upon a so-called civilization? The answer came to him then, clear and unmistakable. Since he had been a boy, the strong masked man had gone to nature for his education. Now, as a man unnamed, he would try to make mankind benefit by what he had learned. Tonto studied the masked man with grave concern. He had tried to persuade his friend to halt and let his wounds be dressed, but the Lone Ranger had refused. "'We'll go on,' he said. There's one more thing I want to do. A period of riding in silence brought them deep inside the gap. Tonto asked no questions, made no comments. He simply rode in stolid patience, wondering if the Lone Ranger could know what he so desperately hoped for the future. The pledge the masked man had made had been fulfilled. Now the Lone Ranger could unmask, reclaim his name and take his place once more with white men. Would that be his decision? Tonto wondered. The Texan reined up, then dismounted. He still breathed with difficulty, and his face was white and drawn. Hard lines showed at each side of his mouth as he stepped close to one wall of the canyon. Tonto recognized the place. Six mounds of earth and stone were there, surmounted by six rough crosses. The Lone Ranger stood before the first of these and removed his hat and then his mask. The soft, warm light of the sunset brought a glow into the Texan's upraised face and wiped away the lines of pain and fatigue. His lips moved slowly, though the Texan's voice was silent. Then he dropped his eyes and whispered, Bert. He moved to the next grave and paused there, whispering, For you too, Jim. At the third small cross, the Texan whispered, Dave. And at the next, he called to Grant, then Don. At the sixth grave, the tall white man crouched and scooped aside the dirt and shale. He reached into the pocket of his shirt and withdrew a star of metal. He looked at it for just a moment. The badge of the ranger caught the sun's light and sent it sparkling into Tonto's eyes. 
Then the Texan dropped the badge into the hollow he had made and covered it. Now he rose and faced the Indian. He nodded ever so slightly, as if he understood what Tonto hoped for and desired. A faint smile broke the corners of his mouth as he replaced the mask across his eyes. "'A little rest,' he said, "'to give my wounds a chance to heal, and then we'll ride again.' Tonto said, "'Me no good camp. We go there? Tonto fix wound?' The masked man put on his hat and jerked it low. He placed one foot in the stirrup. "'We,' he said, "'will go there now.' He swung his leg across the saddle, and his voice rang out with a crystal clearness that carried through Bryant's gap, echoing and re-echoing from wall to wall. "'Hi-o, Silver! Away!' Silver leaped ahead, his master in the saddle. Tonto rode behind and grinned in happiness, following the tall masked man whom he called Friend. End of chapter 30 End of The Lone Ranger Rides by Fran Stryker Recording by Roger Moline